everybody. Welcome to Unfinished People. My name is Chad Ellenberg, and I'm here with my really good friend, Brandon Ziski. We are both followers of Jesus. We are both pastors, and we are both very unfinished. And today we introduce the topic. We just look uh, maybe a 35,000-foot view, a flyover, but a peek behind the wizard's curtain, something, however you want to describe it, under the hood. Uh, We want to talk about it because we're realizing that following Jesus involves this part of you that feels like, why do I feel so not there yet? Why is this walk with him, this journey with him, feel like it's full of two steps forward, one step back? Today we talk about uh, how long it took us to actually start this thing, Um, probably because we were afraid that we weren't going to do it perfect. Uh, and realizing that there's going to be part of this that's just going to feel unfinished. And so we decided we're just going to do it. And so you get to know us a little bit. We tell you uh, some of the things that we used to think about following Jesus and being pastors and what we think now. And so thanks for listening. Episode one, here we go. So unfinished people, here we go. Introing the whole idea. Uh, First, like when you... You asked me, so I thought it was actually interesting. It's been about nine months. So not that nine we are months. remotely identifying with our wives who have carried our kids <laughs> for nine months and gone through that whole thing, but oh, that it took- Oh, I hope you're recording that. <laughs> that it took us, I am recording it, that it took us nine months to actually get to where we're like, I think I'm ready. No, I'm not ready. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. And then I'd be ready yeah. and you wouldn't be ready. And so- just why even in the first place, like, what did you, like, what was in your gut and heart when you asked me, hey, let's do this? And I said, no. <laughs> well, I wanted to have baby. I wanted to be pregnant. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a pod a pod baby. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted a Pro- pod baby. We want to produce a pod. Or as Daniel um, likes to say, uh, our friend at, at PV, he always just said, let's go cast some pods, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Nice, Daniel. Um, yeah, it was more of just going like, there seems to be a lot of voices out there of experts, mm-hmm. you know, giving theological um, processes and statements and principles, which are all great, you yep. know, and we need people like that. And it just seems to be like a lot more like being flooded with that kind of stuff, especially now is like more social issues and all kind of stuff, the technology. But it's like the part that I kept longing for was just like, Man, can you can you let us in on your heart and your journey and the mess and the ups and downs, especially as a pastor? Because it's like in 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 my own walk as a pastor, I find myself almost weekly, at least once a week, going, I can't, I, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you know. And then the temptation of like, I got to be good, I got to be all put together. This has to be right, all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, man, no, like this can't be it. Like there has to be more. Why can't we just be raw? Let's just talk about our journeys. And I couldn't think of anybody better to do it with than with you. You know, you got such a unique angle. Everything always goes right back to the heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, even dissecting social justice things, political things, the church things. And and I think we have a like a real similar uh, like passion for the church, but yet at the yeah. same time, a real similar like ugh, to the right. institution of church. Yeah. Which creates a unique balance because it's like we're leading it. We're leading an institution, but everything in our hearts like wants to chide against it. So how do we bring people into our own spiritual process? 
in our own journey and be like, man, this is what the Lord's teaching me. Here's where I'm struggling as a pastor. How are we doing this? And maybe allowing that to be a vehicle to disciple folks. Yeah. You know, you talked about the, and we listen to those podcasts, um, people providing what we would say are, they're smarter than we are, and we listen and we actually talk about them. Oh, did you hear so-and-so on this theological topic? That was so good. That was so good. And then when you actually do get an inside look on their heart or them saying, oh, I've been really struggling, it's almost like you go, like you're leaning in to listen um, yeah. And then we, we process. So I think uh, I, I liked the idea of not having to be polished. Um, and I think that's probably, if there's anything that we, we do well, it's unpolished yeah. <laughs> and uh, unfinished. Um, you and I both yeah. talk uh, often about that place of being followers of Jesus. We love him and we want to do a good job in our jobs and as family, uh, you know, as, as husbands and fathers friends, but that part of you that feels like, man, this, I, I don't think I'm doing it well, or I don't know how to do this. And so, yeah, for me, I thought, well, that's, it does make sense to kind of a, almost we're working out our, our faith with each it's other. It's like our own anyway. session. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're talking and, and, it, but there's also, there is that sharpen, sharpening that's happening where we're mm-hmm. pushing um, you talked also about the institutional nature of the church and how that sometimes can bring up about a gag reflex in us, um, where it's just like, oh, this part is so difficult. Um, just read, I'm just started reading um, Alan Hirsch's new book, Metanoia, and he oh. talked. He just kind of phrased COVID as he said, COVID nineteen did a lot of things, and we would all agree. But one of the mm-hmm. things it for sure did is reveal to those of us in church that it's possible we may need to look at our structures and the things we're doing. Um, it kind of laid them bare because it took them away. And so then you had to like look at your own heart and see how you yeah. really feel about things. And But I, I, there's one thing I've settled mm-hmm. on. It's this unfinished, <clears throat> excuse me, this unfinished part of um, just being a follower of Jesus. And yeah, what do you think when you have um, kind of first started uh, knowing that God loved you and you saw other people that were maybe leading you to that, did you think they were kind of already there, like already finished? And there was this part of you that was like, ah, when this happens, this should all change for me as well. Some... And some no. Like, yeah. I think the ones who are like really instrumental in leading me to the Lord and showing me the love of Jesus was like, no, like, I, I there's a lot of like rawness and transparency. A lot of it was with, within the college ministry, right? So it was like a different nature. But then when you started to, let's just say, when, when I started to feel the aspiring nature of leadership to want to yeah. go into ministry, then I looked to some leaders. Right. And then you would look at them and be like, oh my goodness, I can't be like them. And then, like, even some of the ways they would teach or model, there wasn't a lot of transparency, wasn't a lot of authenticity. Even in like personal leadership stuff, there wasn't a lot of that. There was a lot of principle base and this base and like, which are all great, you know, yeah. but it's just like, then you start to feel this like, oh my goodness, like, I, I gotta be like that. I, I, what's wrong with me? I must be stuck in a sin pattern or a sin habit. Like, they seem to be good. I seem not to be good. 
help me, Lord. And then it's just mm-hmm. like, then, then the enjoyment of God starts to slip away, at least for me. And then it's just like, what do I got to do to fix myself so that I can stay in God's grace? Yeah. And I, do I think it was a good way to answer that because there was a moment where you thought, wow, this is awesome. And these people that I'm following and they, they seem to have it all together. And then the, the bubble bursts, um, or you see, I don't know, you see behind the, (laughs) behind the face, the behind the facade that is this person who's acting out, um, their walk with Jesus. And maybe it's a really ugly moment, which we all have them. Um, but it kind of lets you down and you're yeah. this, yeah, this idea of being perfect and, and having everything together, boy, that gets exposed so fast walking with Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's taken a lot of years <laughs> to, to be honest. And I think it'll probably take the rest of my life as long as I'm in ministry to, to, to celebrate ministering in weakness and like choosing to like not get caught up in the performance or the yeah. output, even though it matters, we want to honor God, all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, I don't know, like the studies of the new Testament seem to be very clear that when we're weak, God's grace is made strong and he operates best. His spirit moves best in weakness. And it's just like, no, we got to put on a good show. You know, yeah. no, we got to, we got to perform. And it's just like, some of it is self-imposed, but others like we were kind of discipled in that model. Right, like, so how do, what do I know? I remember my first years of ministry was all right in the the pinnacle of church growth, like yeah. every book, five steps of building your church, how to get new people in, get them to stay, find them a friend, get them a job. I mean, it's just like all of these things, and all of a sudden you start to get enamored with your church size and attendance yeah. and metrics, and and nobody oftentimes talks about the heart. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, huh something's missing. <laughs> yeah. And when, just to go back to that idea of when you actually had somebody admit that, I mean, for me, like it was seeing, uh, and it's rare, but to see a leader say, ah, I just, I blew it. <laughs> like, I am so sorry. That was not walking in the spirit, how I mm. just act. And, and it's rare. It's like hardly ever, but I would say it's one of the key things of, following yeah. the Lord and and being like realizing that we're not there yet and that we're all in this process. Um, you know, we look at them just open the news, you know, any any website and Ukraine to depression. Yeah. And even the stuff that's happening, I think about that verse that says that the earth kind of cries out and mm-hmm. groans and like you you've got stuff happening, um, like disasters and just crazy stuff. Um, Ukraine, you know, watching what's happening there. I mean, we even in uh, here in Winona, you know, we it's been a, a hub for some Afghan refugees, and so like you know me, like I'm out there rollerblading on a daily basis, and this family's just down there hanging out by the lake. Mm. You know, just try, and I know that there are different organizations here in town helping them, but this clear evidence that things are not fixed yet. Things are not mm. quite there. Um, the world's unfinished. People are unfinished. Yeah. And so we, you and I have talked about also just, it seems like you should be getting to a place where it's like, ooh, he's really like getting close to being finished. Or like as you get older and more mature, right, right. it all actually seems like sometimes to go 
the opposite direction. Yeah. Where <laughs> finishing is almost like not, I don't know, like it, it's, oh, you, you're done. Like rather than, it's just, it's such a bizarre idea to think about maturity yeah. in Christ and I don't know, like it, it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah, it, it was like, I was just having a conversation with a few guys this week about that because it seems like when we first start walking with the Lord, you know, and you're like, okay, sin issues, they're the ones that are like very obvious, you know? You know, mm-hmm. don't drink, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And you're like, check, 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 and you wrestle with it, right? And then you feel like, okay, I'm good. And I don't know what you may have, but like the more I walk with the Lord and the more my relationship is nurtured and cultivated with Jesus, almost like the more vile I feel, mm. and yet the more secure and loved I feel. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's like yeah. I'm seeing more and more of my heart. And then I'm overwhelmed with, oh my goodness, you love me? <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. that. And so I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm in a good spot because Paul, like Romans 7 is a little bit later in his spiritual walk with the Lord. And then even the writing in Timothy, like I'm the chief of sinners. Like he's not, you know, being self-pity there. As I think there's a real like, man, I see my heart more and more and more. What yeah. a wretch you know, thanks be to God. It's just like, yeah, it almost feels like the more I walk with the Lord, the more unfinished <laughs> I realize I am. I'm like, whatever I thought I did and did good and now I'm good is actually even more unfinished because the motivation was like, yeah. yeah, no, that wasn't there. So I'm like, okay, he will finish the work. I'm not. Right. And that will happen when I die. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. And happen when you die. And also this you know, what's new creation and what is that going to look like? Um, I, I, we've, you know, so we're pastors. And so our job is to lead people to Christ uh, and to hearing his voice. And so sometimes people come and, and they, they show up, whether it is outside, you're talking to them or they come in on a Sunday morning. I was just looking at this one um, Psalm 74, nine um, and the, psalmist is basically at this place of everything stinks right now. Like everything's broken. Mm -hmm. And the psalmist says, there are no more signs for us to see. Like God's not doing anything. There's no longer a prophet. Nobody's speaking. And I love this line. And none of us knows how long this will last. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, what do we do? And, you know, Ecclesiastes, this place of like, what is this ache that's in us? Um, And we would say it's this part of us that even though you can have everything that the world offers and succeed mm-hmm. and make money and, you know, rich young ruler, like in Mark chapter 10, it's in, it's in uh, Matthew and, and John, not John as well, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and he's got everything. And yet mm-hmm. he comes to Jesus with this part of him and says, I, I think maybe I'm missing something though. Like, what mm-hmm. do I need to do? to get what you're offering? What, what do I need to do to, to find what you, you know, what you are offering, what Mm. you're talking about. And so I love that idea of, it seems like it's a really important place to start just to say, yeah, I recognize this place of not just brokenness, but also process and that it's not quite, it's not quite there yet. Um, Yeah. And then how do you see Jesus rightly in that too? You, You know, it's like when you start to realize that you're missing something 
And when you approach Jesus, it's like, okay, am I going to come in guilt or shame or like even like what voice am I going to hear in that response? That like, as you were talking about Mark, I think the part that I like, I love on that was the Mark's, I believe Mark who wrote the gospel, Mark is this rich mm-hmm. young ruler, but like the fact that he wrote and Jesus looked at him and loved him. Mm-hmm. Like, as he said, it's like, what else, like, Wait, what you must think I do it's, to you inherit? think it's the rich young ruler? That's, that's yeah, Mark? I totally do. Oh, nice. I totally do. Nice. So totally he came do. back. He came back. Yes. I mean, there's so many, like, if you look at the gospel of Mark between Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that intimate piece of line right there that Jesus looked at him and loved him after Jesus said, go sell all that you have. Yeah. Like, what else could you do? And Mark's gospel is the only one that talks about that other person with him in the garden when everybody else fled and he fled naked. You know, it's just like, I'm like, yeah, it's totally, totally. We know John Mark's mom was wealthy, you know, and we probably see a little bit of a, mm -hmm, and we see a little bit of that behavior maybe showing up when he abandoned uh, Barnabas and Paul. Yes. You know? So I, I that's just me. Well, let's hit, wait, hang on. Let's hit that, that <laughs> Paul thing for a second because um, Paul's pretty mad at him. Yes. And does, does not want him around anymore. And, and Barnabas says, you know what? I'll, I'll go with him. Um, and this really struck me, I think it was last year, I just realized, like, sometimes you have those moments where you're like, this is pretty cool. I probably should already know this. I'm a pastor. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I'm just now, like, finding out, like, Barnabas was the one who said to the disciples, I know you think this guy Paul's a tool, but I'm going to vouch for him. I'm going to mm-hmm. stand up. And so just that then he the roles are reversed and it's Paul saying, I don't want this guy around me. Mm-hmm. And then Barnabas goes, you know what? I'm going to do for him what I did for you, which is I see the work in progress. I see God doing something. Um, yeah. Those are cool connections, mm-hmm. man, that, that he potentially started the yeah. whole gospel writing thing in the first place. Dude, that's, that's my hunch. But I think that's like when we start to realize our what we're missing, and like when Jesus hits that, like I mean, Jesus went right to him, mm-hmm. and like the fact that he went away sad tells us that he, like I think Mark, John, Mark, the rich young ruler, whatever you think, like really wanted it. Why else would he walk away sad? And, and I think Jesus was like, he's in process, and yeah. if it is true, if it was him, I mean, it's just beautiful because like even John Mark then became a a vehicle to refine Paul. Because I wonder in Paul's early years with that, with Paul and Mark and Barnabas, why he didn't want him with, was because I think maybe Paul was a little bit more on the ambition. We got to build, we got to do this, we got to get there, right? And then towards the end of Paul's life, right? Doesn't he, he's like, bring John Mark. He's useful to me. It's like a totally different scenario. And all of a sudden Paul's like more humble, it feels. And that word probably um, doesn't do justice. The useful English word doesn't do justice to what he was really saying. He's useful Mm -hmm. to me. Take out that trash. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's not what he's saying. He's, he's, there's something there. There's a longing. Um, Mm -hmm. So what do you do with, uh, because I mean, so let's, if we're talking unfinished, let's talk about places in scripture and the easiest one where we actually hear God say finished. The cross, um, Jesus, you know, isn't it to tell us die? Like it's the, mm-hmm. it is finished, mm-hmm. like completed. Um, so then what gives when I come to Christ, 
why do I still feel, why do I, as a pastor, um, who's been walking with the Lord for a long time, why am I more aware of the unfinished part that's me? And like, what, talk about that for a minute. Like, what would you say to somebody who's like, well, what does he mean if it's finished? Like, why am I so not feeling it? <laughs> Come on, pastor. Yeah. Well, I got like five things in my head and I don't want to verbally process them all. How about uh, one? Yeah. That's why I'm <laughs> like, okay, which one? Yeah. Well, it's that first I would say it's that tension of the here and and not yet reality. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like when Jesus says it is finished, it's like the work of justification is done and ready to be received. And yet, even still, like we're still justified by his righteousness because he's interceding for us to the Father, saying he's right because of what I've done, yeah. even though we're still living in this tension of brokenness with our body of flesh and the spirit, which is waging war against each other. But I also think like there's there's a real grace. I think the closer we get to the Lord, the more <laughs> we see our heart for what it is apart from the Lord, hmm. you know? So I think that's a real gift actually, even though it's like kind of hard and like rather depressing sometimes, but it's like, mm -hmm. I could I really understand the depths of God's love in his sacrifice if I didn't see more and more the depths of my heart? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. so uh, almost that the... Like you come to know him. And what, the question that came up in my mind at first was, do you think... Oh, you were fishing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't fishing. You just made me think of something, um, which could mean I wasn't listening very well. But you know how people no, do that. No, you listen well. Uh, um, but what? do you think our... Sometimes like minimizing what it means to to like believe the gospel um, and to accept... You said justification, which is a, you know, it's one one part of the gospel. Obviously, like we mm -hmm. we do, you know, God's work for us on the cross. Um, I'm thinking a lot about that lately, and what what it means to have the gospel applied not just to me, but to the body of believers, to the mm -hmm. new creation eventually. And do you think sometimes the disconnect comes from maybe us keeping it in this small? intellectual exercise. I believe that he died for me. I'm a sinner. I need his death. He covers me. I'm in him and done. Do 100%. That yeah. 100%. I think that's what the rich young ruler was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Just sum it just, up. Give it to me. Give it to me quick. Yeah. I just need to know I'm good. I'm good. Great. And, you know, and that's where I'm like, Jesus, what did he do? He went right for the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just like, yeah, you're doing well there, but... Yeah, this isn't this is lacking, you know. And, and in fact, like I was like this whole week, I've been like just praying through John six hmm. and the feeding of the five thousand, and they come around the other side to find Jesus, and Jesus <laughs> being so like him it was just like, hey, you didn't come looking for me because you saw the signs, you experienced the supernatural, but you really want to be fed again. Yeah. So you want me to do things so that way you can have your needs met. Then he's like, you know, don't work for the food that perishes, but work for the food that leads to eternal life. And they're like, well, what work should we do? Like that, I'm like, that is always me. 
Mm. <laughs> like always. Okay, Lord, what should I do now? What should I do? What's the work? What do you want me to do? You're like, yeah. I, I don't want to feel unfi- like I don't want to feel unfinished. I want to feel like I can complete. Give me the application. Great, did it. You know, yeah. but Jesus's response has been like just blowing me away. He says, "This is the work. Hmm. Believe in the one who was sent." Yeah. But <laughs> like, you know, but I was like, the more I think about, it, I'm like, gosh, there's so many layers of depth to that. Like, believe that He loves me, even in the depth of my sin. Believe that he's for me. Believe that I don't lose my justification. Believe that he will finish yeah. what he started. Like, I'm like, actually, that is the hardest thing to do. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Everything else. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. That's easy. Like, yeah. So I ran, I went on a little. No, it's good. I, I, um, the couple of verses that I highlighted as I thought about this, this feeling that we have, um, and this thing that comes up in us and the, our tendency to minimize, make it just a very Western intellectual thing rather than an experience. Um, Romans 8, 19, 18 and following creation. Creation itself is waiting for mm. us to be revealed. And maybe mm. creation's like, goodness, those guys, please, <laughs> please reveal them who they're going to be because this is just, you know, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You, you definitely could... Uh, be your the best witness against yourself uh, I could on mm. why that would be true but creation eagerly awaits for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed um, and first John 3 2 what we will be has not yet mm. been revealed and yeah. and yet in one more verse Ephesians 2 and then you can you can throw out some of those other things you're thinking about we are God's masterpiece his poema, his poem, meaning it's a completed thing in his eternal work of salvation and the gospel, you know, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, you who were chosen before the foundation of the world. Like, so complete, we are a complete masterpiece. And yet in the canvas of everyday life, it's, yeah, it's kind of feels ugly a little bit. Um, like there's just a lot of dark, um, just darkness um, and mm-hmm. depravity in this. You know, I'm reading um, Makoto Fujimura's book, Art and Faith. Mm. And he talks about how important sometimes it is to begin with um, darkness in art and that it's, we don't avoid the darkness, we let light define the boundaries. And I was like, that's really good. And that, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, again, going back to what we're feeling about the world, but then just at a personal level, like, I mean, I, how often I'm, I'm 51, uh, you know, this, we just, you know, just, we're not calling 51. it that, we're not calling it that thing about the, the, the thing that a bird sits in and, and little birds fly away from, we're calling it mothership. <laughs> We have the mothership, mothership. The mothership has sent out our final, um, whatever, kiddo on mission. And so it's weird. It's so weird. And this part of you that thinks like, yes, we, wait a minute. We, we did, we did what we were supposed, this doesn't feel right. It, and, and yet it does feel right. This paradox of mm-hmm. our hearts are 
breaking that this part's over, but then there's this new thing happening and there's this new thing happening in us. And so unfinished, I think is kind of the, the main toiling. Yeah. Just unfinished. that's the work of God is to believe, believe yeah. you're complete, that you'll, it'll be revealed that it's all going to, you know, and yet in the midst, what gives? Right. You know, like, whew. Any other... Dude, how do of, you... You... you okay. Okay, if you're listening, you guys, like, you just got to ask Chad, like, what his book Wait, collection. and if you're listening, we're saying, hi, Mom. Wow. Hi, yeah. Carissa. <laughs> hi, Lisa. Maybe. Yeah. And then they, maybe they already turned it off, actually. But so if, if yeah. all three of you yeah, are yeah. listening, hello. <laughs> um, dude, you have the most eclectic collection of books like you find some of like the craziest books i'm like that's why when you're talking about the art and faith thing i'm like oh i had to write it down yeah dude how do you do that like you find like the like the most unique music tv shows and books i'm like man i'm like if you don't tell me i'm very boring no i'm not a comprehensive reader though i am a grazer like i i'm i'm just like i like this field Tomorrow I'm going to that field and I'm going to this like I podcasts is the biggest one, honestly. And mm-hmm. and reading. Like so you're reading one book and then actually I actually I did just did this. Um I was reading his book and he mentioned this other author, um, about and her name's Lisa Harper, and I was like, I don't know that author. And, you know, he said, Oh, the way she unpacks Genesis and the good you know, the good, the very good gospel is the name of that, that book that he mm-hmm. referenced. And so I look See, it up. Now I'm going to write that down too. Yeah. I look it up and I start reading it. And I'm like, what in the world? This is amazing. Like this. And so a lot of times it's just people referencing or, you know, I listened to John Mark Comer yesterday and he mentioned, you know, a documentary that I want to watch. Um, this guy named, um, who used to play piano for, uh, a black guy playing piano for little Richard and all these famous artists. And he starts this project where he starts pursuing high members of the Ku Klux Klan hmm. to just basically believing that I'm going to see these people as human beings and I'm going to believe that God can do mm-hmm. something. And so he's talked about how he started this uh, exhibit, a collection of the robes of these yeah. former Ku Klux Klan guys. And Comer yeah. started talking about how, so I was like, this is nuts. But it's like, to me, those things, you know, you're drawn to them and you say, okay, this is, these people are doing something even in this unfinished state. They're not just sitting back and looking for the perfect let's get it all perfect and get all the people around us that we want. And then we'll just hold out until Jesus comes back. Like light defining the boundaries mm-hmm. uh, in the darkness and pursuing people. And um, yeah, That's but so thank sweet. you. I, I, maybe I've just got you fooled and I have a lot of books that I don't read them all, but I read them enough and then I get going and they, no, no, they, no. listen, I said, you have a great collection. <laughs> Collection, right? <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't I'm say a great anything reader. else. You just got it, right? I've got the collection. Well, if, as we kind of start to wrap up, are there other things you want to say about just the bigger picture of unfinished people and kind of what we're going to be doing over the next whatever? Maybe we'll do like five, and we'll say we're stupid, we're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know no, what? I, we're finished yeah. with our unfinished podcast. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Now, hopefully I, I not. Mean, like, hopefully not. 
Yeah, I, 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 I hope you all join us and continue to journey with us because honestly, like at levels, we're both verbal processors and this is a great opportunity for us to process our hearts and what the Lord is doing. But I think it's also important to know for those who aren't in ministry or haven't been in ministry or even like served on boards just to know like, well, at least what these two pastors process and go through mm-hmm. yeah. and how we journey and try to follow Jesus and what he's doing in our hearts, what our hopes are for the church and what's what's our personal struggles with the church and how do we handle some of those pressures. and um, yeah. But like, honestly, it's just, we're hopeful for people to love Jesus, you know, like um, I'm in a sweet season personally, like where the Lord's teaching me again what friendship with him means. And that's just been real sweet. It's been what I need. And it's really yeah. helped me have a better perspective as a pastor. Yeah, and I, I for me, there's a, a bit of a selfish thing, too, because I, we both have a lot going on, and so we set aside this time, and it's actually it's a way to get to talk and to reflect on things and to dig deep. Um, and so, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about stuff. We're going to hit issues that... Um, are happening in the world, things we see in scripture, things that, you know, God's doing in us. Like, so we don't have like a, here's what we feel like people need to know. We're just like you said, right. uh, even hearing you talk about friendship with God, I'm like, man, I want to talk about that. I want to hear about that mm. again. Like, tell me again, Lord, that that's actually what this whole thing's about. And so over the next, however long the Lord allows us to do it, we're going to bring up some unfinished topic issue that we see in culture, uh, in the world, in scripture, in the church, in our own walk with Jesus. Uh, and we're going to try to give a Jesus lens um, to talk about the mystery uh, and the paradox of being in the now, but not yet. I don't know who coined that first, but I've heard a lot of people say it. Tim Keller mm-hmm. would be one and others um, unfinished. And so we're we're excited to do it. And uh, if it is three people, um, fine. We're, we're good. I think that's actually part of, we love that yeah. God has kept us on hold for about nine months because it's it's prevented us from taking the world kind of advice of, oh, if you're going to do a podcast, if you're going to get on YouTube, then you're going to have to do this and this and this. It's going to have to look this way and you're going to have to do this logo mm-hmm. and these, mm-hmm. all, all the thumbnails have to be this. And, and we're just saying, you know what, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> we 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 just want to, we want to be encouraged in Christ and and uh, yeah. like see him do some good things. So for sure, you're going to get lots of stuff from us, and we'll uh, we'll let the Lord help us edit it. And yeah, that's it. Do you think it's good Absolutely. enough for, for an episode? Absolutely. Episode one? Episode one. Dude, I've been trying so hard to not laugh for the last 15 minutes. Because I don't know what, what your video looks like on your end, but you are moving in hyper slow motion constantly, oh. <laughs> and I'm dying. <laughs> Like it's when you probably, blink, your eyes are like, do, 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 Well, hopefully do, it's do, recording do. in regular motion and speed. And so, but yeah, you just have to, it's, I'm, I'm sure trying, it has something man. to do with my internet connection. Um, oh, I think we, ha- we have one of those modems that screeches and squeals through mm. the phone. Just kidding. <laughs> 300 baud. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man. You've got mail. Like um, your face right now is hilarious. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> Like it isn't always. So no, that's a it's good, just great. Okay, well, that's a good place to end. Uh, 
Thanks for joining us for episode one of Unfinished People, and we will see you next time. Okay. (laughs) I thought we were done. (laughs) That's why I went there. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today for our very first episode of Unfinished People. If you made it this far, well done. Uh, If you would like to put a face to the voices you've been hearing, we are also on YouTube. And so you can find us out there in addition to regular podcast platforms. Uh, We'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, Shoot us a comment. Um, Also, if uh, you were encouraged, if the Lord was doing something in your heart or uh, just any comments, whatever, um, feel free to contact us, but also like and subscribe uh, to the podcast or to the YouTube channel and uh, let us know who you are. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Next Friday morning, we will drop episode number two and you will find both of us uh, talking about a moment outside a prison in Rome where the Lord kind of just smacked us both and it was really good. So thanks again for joining us on Unfinished People. Later.